You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast, sponsored by Centre by Iris, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. Here are your hosts and founders of the six-figure bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm joined by Joe Wood, and we're joined by Lamara Craythorn today. Hi, ladies. How are you both? Hi. Really excited to be here. Well, I just want to start by thanking our sponsor, Centre by Iris, for sponsoring the Bookkeepers podcast. Today, we're here to talk about websites, which is a big challenge in our community. I think we have the conversation all the time. Should I have a website? Do I need to invest in a website? Can I do it myself? I don't know. What am I supposed to include? Um, and it'd probably be a good place to start. If you're watching this live in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club or anywhere else, if you can let us know in the comments whether you have a website, that would be really interesting for us to know, or if you're planning one, or if you don't have one and don't see the point. Um, Lamara, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about what you do? Yes. So I work uh, with small businesses, many businesses that have already got the website and uh, help them with the marketing strategy to see how they can get more traffic to the website, so more traffic from Google and from the search engines rather than social media, and then how to actually optimise the pages on the website to turn that traffic into leads and into sales, because there's no point having a website there if people just go to the website and bounce off. Um, And I'm sure anyone listening is just like me, when you're, you're Googling something, you've got 10 different tabs open on your browser and you very quickly go through each one to find what you want and uh, we're fickle and we'll, we'll close something. If it doesn't grab us immediately, that's where I come in. So I work with people to make sure that website is gonna grab the attention, is gonna make people stop, read, scroll, um, book a call, purchase, purchase a product. Excellent. Um, I mean, there's a few people here saying that they don't have a website and I don't have one either, um, but I do completely and utterly want one. And it's it's on it's my plan this year to have one very soon. Um, But what do you think is the reason that stops people just as soon as they set up a business? What stops them from going out and investing in a website? Money, obviously, is a first one. Um, and it, it's scary. I think for anyone, uh, a website these days is your electronic business card. Um, I actually think if you don't have one, you can get, get yourself one. It doesn't need to be fancy. You could just have a one-page website and have it as your, as your business card. Um, but I think the, there's so many people out there who build websites, design websites, website builders, building companies, different platforms, it's a whirlwind. So I think if you haven't got any experience, the whole thing's confusing and the quickest thing to do is be head in the sand and run away. I think I do that website another time. Uh, It's an easy thing to put on the bottom of your to-do list, but I think in the back of a lot of people's minds, they know it's important because there won't be anyone listening to this big podcast who hasn't Googled something today would be my guess. Um, you know, you're looking for a hairdresser, you're looking for the local dentist, doctors, anything. The first place we go is to Google. And the first thing Google does is throw back searches and searches near you. So when you're looking for a bookkeeper, it's going to throw up those bookkeepers around you. Um, I did it myself actually before the podcast. I was interested to see what bookkeepers there were in my local in my local area, um, just to do my own research. And, and and that's where we all need to be is is online. Uh, and it does build your 
trust uh, makes you more credible I think if you've got a website and for all of those people listening that are scared don't be scared you can when you get when you start looking at it you can make it very very simple you could just be one page see it as your online business card um, and even if you're you've got it on your to-do list if you haven't done this already get yourself and google my business so um, anyone who's not using google my business get yourself there because as soon as someone searches the bookkeeper dorset even if your website's not coming up at least you're going to come up on the maps you're going to come up on google google my business as a start oh that's a really good tip and it's free isn't it to, to do it's, that it's free. Um, it's free. And I love Google My Business personally. I, If I'm getting reviews from customers, I will always send them the link to my Google My Business. And the reason I do that is Google's credible. It's If I put that on my website, if I put it in my social media, and I say this is a, a Google review, people believe it. It's real. It's not a fake review. It's not me on my website just making anything up to look at it. It's a, it's a real review. So it's a great place to have the reviews um, and having the reviews on Google My Business when people are talking about the bookkeeper I used in, in Dorset, um, it's then getting you more content, it's getting you more visibility and, and keywords SEO on your Google Google My Business. Perfect. So we've got lots of people here who are set. I haven't seen anyone who said they have got a website yet. I'm seeing Shaheen said no website. Um, Dawn would love a website. Um, doesn't have one yet. Katie hasn't got a website yet. So I think oh, Lucy said she is she's waiting. She wants to know where to get started with one now. So let's say let's say you've been doing some stuff on social media and you've been finding some clients and you've been getting some leads on through social media channels why would you not stick with just doing the social media part of it? I think the the reason I wouldn't um, stick with just social media is the, the nature of what we do, that we all go to Google looking for stuff. And, and one thing I'm often working with my, with my clients on is people will say to me, well, I don't just serve the local area. I serve everywhere. I, you know, And I would say you still should niche to your local area because we still like to buy locally. We still like to find, um, you know, you want to find a bookkeeper near you, an accountant near you. Uh, I had a client recently that used me to uh, help build an e-commerce store for them. And she's in, um, in my actual village and she wanted someone close by so she could see them, talk to them in person. We never did. Um, but the, psychologically, you think you do. So you want a bookkeeper down the road because if you want to go and speak to them. And that's the reason I would say to get yourself... Your, your website out there so you mop up the traffic from Google is free it's absolutely free this this traffic in in, in Google so to, yeah to have your website there and visible you're just getting another avenue of traffic and the the other thing I would say I'd always advise people to get 30% of their traffic to the website from um, organic search from Google that's that's not paid for so you don't have all your eggs in one basket I'm sure you all remember not too long ago when WhatsApp went down you know we all stopped we couldn't communicate to anyone we couldn't use our Facebook you know nothing could work it saves you having to keep everything in in one place and you've, you're just opening up the the gate to more places to get the traffic 
So for the people who, and actually there are some people saying they've got websites now, just by the way. Um, Kath's got a website. She said it was one of the first big spends that she made on her business. Caroline's got a website. Of course, Caroline's got a website as well. And she's using Google My Business as well. And she's saying it definitely works, guys. So um, that's something I think everyone can do today. Um, for the people who are thinking, right, okay, I, I, I know I need to bring my people over from social media. They need to come and get like prove the credibility, see that I have a website, I'm a real business, I, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this for a while, whatever. And um, they want to come over and see a website, you want to set one up. But we're all so short on time, aren't we? And so we want to do the stuff that's going to really make the difference today. Where would you start if you were a bookkeeper now going, right, I'm going I'm to set something up, you mentioned a one pager, what would you put? What is the first thing you need people to see when they come to your website? I think the, the first things to think about with the website, um, I think we'll all logically think, okay, I need to get my pricing on there, my services on there, my features, um, the obvious things. But the first way I would look at it is look at it from a customer's point of view. What do the customers want or your clients want when they come to your to your website? What emotions are they feeling? What pain points do they have? Um, what challenges do they have as to why they went to Google to find a bookkeeper? Because what they're looking for, if I think about um, myself, um, I use my, my sister, she, she mops up my accounts for me. It's great because the thought of it's just a headache. Uh, the thought of having to even deal with the paperwork to get any of this done, uh, it's just not me. It's not what I want to do. She loves it and she's great. And so for me, the challenge is I don't want to tackle that paperwork. I don't want to tackle those invoices. So I want someone to take it away, take away that pain. And that's what people are, are feeling when they're looking for a bookkeeper. So when they get to your website, you don't want to see... Uh, you want to see it. I can take the pain away. I can reduce your admin so you can work on your business. I can take the the daily paperwork side of it away from you so you can talk to the customer clients, so you can talk to you know the other people. So you need to really build that website to answer the the problems that someone's has when they want to use a bookkeeper so thinking in that way the first thing i would start is a really strong value proposition when they come to your website you want a really strong catchy headline that's going to give them the desired outcome they want that pain-free help to do the paperwork so they can do, concentrate on other parts of their business so have a really strong headline because you've got two to three seconds to grab that attention if you don't grab that attention, they're going straight to one of those other tabs uh, that they've opened. So when they've gone through Google, they've seen 10 bookkeepers, they've opened all of them and they're flicking through to which one. You need to grab them straight away with that headline. And where a lot of people go wrong with the, the headline is no call to action. I would go straight in with book a call with me, call me, book a free consultation. Um, book my course whatever it is your your call to action needs to be have it there so the very first thing they see is that strong catchy headline and that call to action and then that call to action you have it repeated through the page so when you've got uh, other section bits on the page you're going to want to cover some of the services you do have a call to action. Let them read about your services and then have a call to action button, you know, book a call with me. And making sure, I know you've got another podcast coming up about color psychology. If your branding's purple, make your button pink. If your branding's, 
you know, yellow, make it, it purple, make your buttons stand out. They, that call to action is really important. And the other thing I would have on sort of on your homepage, a little bit about you. You want to say you're, you know, that you're an expert, you know, why people should, should choose you. But don't make it all about you. I've done 15 years, blah, blah, blah. I went to uni, I did this, boring. The person doesn't care. They really don't care what you did at uni. They really don't care if you've got five cats. What they care about is what, what is it about you that's going to take this paperwork away? How? So you, when you're writing anything about you, write it all about solving their problem solving the issues they have that you're going to give them the desired outcome that they're looking for so although it's about you you actually want it to be about them so tailor everything you say about yourself your services and link it to how you're going to solve their problem how you're going to make the world a better place how you're going to free up all of these hours for a small for a small cost um, and that's what people are interested in. And you've got to remember, you've got to always remember that the person coming to your website, everything is about them and their world and how you're going to make their world easier um, and better for them. And then making sure you've also got some social proof on that, some testimonials, some some trust. You know, people buy from people. You know, I'm I'm sure like everyone else, whenever I shop on Amazon, become my uh, number one place to go now. I don't think I read anything about the product. I see the picture, I see the price, I go to the reviews. If the reviews all say, yep, 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 done, it's gone in my basket, it's here tomorrow. The actual content, not bothered, you know, it's it was a simple product, but I bought from the people. And as soon as that review said the product wasn't very good, I moved back to the list and they chose the next one. This is the same as the testimonials on your website. People buy from people. But when you've got them on your website, you don't want them to be, Zoe was great, uh, you know, brilliant to work with. You want that testimonial to mean something. Get that testimonial to answer a roadblock that someone's got that's going to answer a challenge they may have. So if someone is feeling overwhelmed with all the paperwork, you, you want a testimonial to say, after, I don't know, a few sessions of working with someone and they, they set up, you know, my account and not all of the, the, the way it works, um, I just all that overwhelm went, all my paperwork left, and it was easy and it was simple. And that testimonial is answering the the problem that someone in their head is thinking is too hard. I can't do it on my own and I'm overwhelmed. So make your testimonials mean something. So think about all the reasons, all the objections people have got of why they wouldn't use your service and get your testimonials as another place to convince them to use your service and why it's going to to help. Um, yeah, hopefully that, yeah, that sort of makes sense. So this is, yeah, this is this is really a really important lesson in asking for testimonials actually isn't it because we say to people all the time you need to speak to people and ask them for reviews like social proof is so important in selling anything but actually this is about engineering the way you ask for those testimonials so that people come back with the things you need them to be sharing to support other potential customers so what stories do you need who are the people who you need to reach out to who can share the stories and show how you've been able to solve that particular problem get that information so you can share it I love that 
Absolutely. And you can go even deeper. So when, um, which I think is really important for you guys um, when it comes to SEO for your websites, uh, scary dark art, I know that's how people feel. When you understand it, I promise you it's simple. Um, but I really think it's important for local SEO for your websites. I, I truly be, believe people will still be shopping for bookkeepers in their local area. So you want your website to be geared up for Google, but also to get that local traffic. Testimonials, another great place. I'm always saying to people, if you've got a testimonial on your website, get their location in there. It was Lamara from Dorset. It was Lamara, the, you know, a conversion consultant. If I wanted to have, you know, job titles as part of my, as my SEO, but for location, get those, the towns, the, the counties, you know, if you've got three different clients in Dorset, have one with Dorset and one with a, with a town, one with a village and get some of the, the different locations in there in your testimonials. I So, okay. So for me, who I, run a virtual practice and I have clients all over the UK but um would it still be good for me to do that because people would then go it would still the SEO would work and then people go oh she, yes Joe's in Kent but this client's in uh, Cardiff and oh so she works with people in Cardiff so it would still like give them a reason to think oh this is possible yeah yeah I think if you're covering multiple locations Get all of the locations on there. I think it's all it's all going to help. It helps people see that you cover wider areas, um, and then it's going to help people that also look locally. And it's the same like where people buy from uh, buy from people. That I think that's another reason why people, when something comes up in Google and they say, oh, "Actually, that VA is in the next town to me," subconsciously they're probably going to like that. Um, you know, so, so it's good. It's just another sneaky place to get some of those keywords in there and some more information on there. So really think about your testimonials and you can tweak them. You don't have to have, you know, if you want to change the odd words in a testimonial, as long as the sentiment's still the same, the meaning's still the same, you know, start tailoring them that they are going to help um, solve you know, any objections of why people might not want to use your service, let those testimonials change your mind. Oh, what? So what else do we need? So let's say we were building it out then. So we've got this like landing page, people can see a nice like, what you do, a call to action, a bit of info about you, which is really about them. Um, yes. uh, <laughs> like you talk, you've got some testimonials saying you can sort out these things, lots of call to action all the way through saying book a call, whatever you need them to do. If you were going to put other pages on your website, then what other things would you do? How would you help your SEO? Yeah. Um, so what I, what I would do is I think what I'll also I've got a link actually to um, a homepage template. It's uh, I've got one designed uh, on my on my website in Wix, but it's what I use often in in webinars to show people, OK, this is what I would follow. So for some of you, it's probably um, a great place to to understand but uh, your homepage I always say see it as your waiting room it's your reception room to send people the journey to the next place so when you're talking about the services you might then want to link through to another page that's in more detail about the services you know it might be that you're doing bookkeeping and accounting and you you know you want a separate page for for each um, and yeah, so then you could then cover more pages on services. 
the same with the about about you uh, the about us that's about them you could you have a snippet uh, on your home page and you could then link that through to a longer page with more information and i'm just thinking in my head as i'm saying this everything that goes on your home page don't bombard people with information no one reads have a think about how you go through your your website so when you're doing a section on about us keep it to a paragraph keep it maybe two paragraphs and link it to another page if you want to add more information when um, i record users on websites so i can see exactly what they're doing on the website where the mouse goes where the eyes are looking where they're where they're scrolling no one reads people scroll and they stop on the big titles they stop on the big buttons when there's something interesting they might go back and read but so it's so important to get the titles the bullets and nothing no long pages so if you want to include more information send it to another page like the about us page um, and if you're going to include more pages like having uh, an about us page all pages are sales pages you know so when you're talking about us on your about us page get your testimonials on there get your call to actions on there it's not just about you you know it's still a place to sell and it's still a place that you're going to get traffic from google because your about us page or about you page might be linked to the keyword that's your name your home page might be linked to the business name and you might find that people get into your website they don't ever see your home page they might land on your about us page first so all the same principles stand the strong headlines the call to action the testimonials everything that you need to treat each page on your website as a sales page as a as a landing page and then the other place thing you might want to add to your website is a blog. I personally hate writing blogs. Um, I hate writing any content, but uh, some people love it and some people like to do some writing. Blogs are great. Get them on there. You've got a great place then to get out some of your information. Um, if you're short on time, we're, we're having this conversation with Zoe and Joe earlier, it's a great place where you can repurpose content. If you're doing a podcast, you could put your transcripts on there. If you're doing writing a blog, chop that blog down and then split it out across your social media. Try and make everything uh, that you can repurpose on, on the website. Somebody's just said, what about FAQs? FAQ is such a good question. Uh, another thing I am always saying to clients, get them on every page, every single page. They're brilliant. They are great for SEO. So why, so for instance, if someone's looking for a bookkeeper in the local area, why choose a bookkeeper? Why do I need a bookkeeper? They're all things people write in Google. Get them as questions on your, on your FAQs and have them on each page because they do two things here they get you traffic they get another place to get some good keywords in that people might be searching in google another way to find you but they also like the testimonials make them about the customer it's not about what you think are questions and what you think someone might ask as questions it's a place to answer any objections. Think about any reason that someone gets to the bottom of the page that they're going to go, nah, don't want to buy with you. Think about those objections and get them as your questions. It's your last place to turn, turn that around. And if you're not sure, if you're, you're not sure what the challenges are or the roadblocks or the 
objections you've just started you haven't got testimonials you haven't um you haven't got the experience yet there's something brilliant called review mining google app and this is where you have a look at reviews of what people have put on other services and in other places the great thing i would say for bookkeepers go onto amazon find a book that sells your service find a book that's DIY bookkeeping, I don't know, bookkeeping for dummies. Yeah, find, <laughs> find Zoe's book, read the reviews. And then when you, when you go through the reviews, you will see the pain points, the challenges, what people struggled with and how that book helped them. You will find out what was missing in that book and what they really wanted to see. All of that information is gold. That's all copy you can use on your website. It's what you can use to build those headlines because you're seeing what people didn't get from the book. Make sure your service has that. Make sure it's on the website. When you see the things they loved about the service, they loved about the book, make sure you shout about that on your website because then you're you're using words and you're talking about things that people actually want to know about, not your guesswork. So review mine and have a look. Go through go through Amazon, start reading reviews, and then think about your own websites and think, am I mentioning this on my website? It never occurred to me that that would be a problem for someone. I solved this problem. I never thought people would love this. I'm going to shout about this more and, and have it on... Yeah, look at the copy and then you can start talking about that on, on your own website. Wow. This is like a website masterclass. Um, <laughs> this is amazing. My mind is like blown. Um, someone's just asked, are there any legal requirements for websites that we need to be careful about? Yes, you need things like privacy policies, um, terms and conditions if you're, if you're selling um, stuff on there. You need all of the, the small print um, on your website. If you're capturing any email addresses, so if you're, you've got a contact us page, um, you've got a newsletter to sign up for, you've got a lead magnet, for, you know, a freebie guide for someone to download, you need to be um, following sort of GDPR laws and having a privacy policy and telling people that you're using that email address for marketing. But don't be scared. There are so many templates out there, all done. You just use them and change it for your company name, read through it. They're set templates that you can you can use. You don't have to go to spend um, big money if it's just a, a simple, small website selling, selling your service. You can take some of these built-in or ready-to-go um, templates. We actually um, do quite a lot of work with Suzanne Dibble in her membership, so um, we can share the details under this uh, on the show notes for this for anyone who wants to do that. She's a great lawyer who provides templates like that as well. Um, but I think that you know, there's things like putting your website on on your web, putting your home address or your business address on your website that I think can stop people wanting to have a website because they don't want to put an address at the bottom like having to share that and and we often have conversations in the group with people who are starting out and they're like what address do I use because that's like it's a privacy thing isn't it like what can you do to protect your information from that point of view so you don't need to put your home address on your website if you don't want to put your home address on there on the website you don't need to you don't need to be putting your address on there you can just have your your location if you wanted just to have have the location um 
And if you wanted to, you could get a, a PO box address for some for somewhere else and have that on on the website instead. If you needed a physical address for people to send stuff to, or you want it to be credible, you can uh, use these these virtual uh, addresses and have that on your website. What about um? So I know what we should talk about now. So people have come over to our website and hopefully they've seen stuff that means they don't want to leave. I hope. How can we actually make sure that that website? is getting found you mentioned the dark art of seo <laughs> can you yeah. talk to us about what seo really is i know we've touched on it a lot already but just for anyone who hasn't heard that term before so seo um stands for search engine optimization it's basically how does uh, i say google it's any search engine it could be i don't know bing if you're using a, a fire tablet you know the the, the different places where you're searching into the equivalent of Google, how it finds your website. If you don't tell Google to look for you, they're not going to put you. They're not going to show you in front of people. Google's brilliant. It only um, shows its number one priority is the customer. It's only thinking about I want to give a solution to that customer's problem that they just typed into Google. If your website in Google's point view isn't uh, good enough to show and they find a better one they're going to choose the other one so you need to make sure google can find your website and there's there's so there's lots that you can do but technically there's quite a lot of technical things that need to be switched on in the background on your website to make sure google can crawl the website and the code and and find them um but the actual individual pages, you need to make sure, you need to do some keyword research. This is understanding uh, what people are typing into Google. What So what you think people might be searching for to find you might not be what they're, find, what they're actually physically typing into Google. So there's something that's called keyword research where you, you work out what people are, what the search intent is, what are they typing into Google, and then making sure your website has is geared up to have these keywords on there on different pages of the website. But physically on an individual page, you need to be having the right keywords in your titles, your images, your your content as you go through, the file name as you, of your images, how many times you talk about these keywords on the page. A lot of this uh, needs to be thought about when you're you're writing the, the copy. And a lot of this for many businesses is, is missed. And what I would say is I would invest in someone that can help you do this if it's something you can't do yourself. Because it's it's a small job that can be done at the beginning, but get it right, then you're opening yourself up to getting some of that traffic from from Google. You know, don't waste your time having a website full of wonderful pictures and and copy that no one can actually find unless you give them the email address. Um, we've got someone's asked another question. So they always hear people talk about lead magnets on websites. Can you just explain what? Um, the different types of lead magnets are you can have on a website. Yes, so a lead magnet is a great way to for you to get someone's uh, email address. Quite honestly, you it's it's people giving away a valuable bit of content for free in exchange for an email address. So for bookkeepers, this could be something like um, uh, a financial calendar. Um, a free mini course on the software that you work with, a, a a calculator, a way to work out 
profit and loss. Something that's that's valuable that that you know your clients or your prospects would use, and you give it away for free in exchange for an email address. And what you would do is you'd have a page on your website, and this whole page is geared up for conversion to get that email address. And similar, some of the other things that I've talked about, it starts with that catchy headline, a really catchy headline and a call to action button, which is getting this freebie. Um, and having the having it geared up for for conversion because so you can just get that email address and what they get is uh, something valuable to them. I've got, I, I'll send you the link that you can add to this as well, another great template and how to set up your lead magnet pages. But you, you want to make it easy. Don't fill it with rubbish. Don't chat away about stuff that's not interesting. If you tell them, um, you know, what this, this freebie is going to do for them. If it's a checklist, you, you know, you want to be saying to them, in 24 hours, you're going to instantly increase your sales. I don't know, you know, what you've got on there, make sure they understand. And physically show them. Physically show uh, a picture. If, you want, if you're giving away an ebook. Show a picture of an ebook with your, you know, the, the title on there so they know it's something tangible that they're going to get. If it's a free course, do a snippet of, of the video, you know, let them see 30 seconds of it. But you also need to think about having the important information for this freebie in the top half of your page. So where I mentioned earlier, you've got two to three seconds uh, to grab that attention. Whether you're on a phone or you're on desktop, you want to grab... a their attention before they scroll. So grab them with that strong headline that's gonna make them go, I need this freebie in my life now. So you want your strong uh, title with the call to action button. And I would say, if anyone is using these, rather than sending people to another page to fill out the information, have it on that page. Just have a field, say name, email. Make it as easy as possible. Don't send them somewhere else. Don't ask them for, loads of details when all you need is just that email address and make it really easy and think about some of the other principles i've talked about earlier and that's having some social proof on that page having a bit of information about you that you're you're the experts and make it credible as to you know why this freebie is going to be good and help them and don't stop at that lead magnet, that landing page to get that freebie. I see so many people who've got a great freebie. You fill in the information and then you get, thank you. <laughs> and it just ends. The customer journey does not end there. So anyone who stops it there with just a thanks for submitting, thanks for your email address, keep going. Get yourself a thank you page. These people are warm leads for you. You've already got them to take a step. So they're interested, they're interested in you, they're interested in your freebie, get them to a thank you page. And then you've got another sales page. This thank you page could be uh, a lead into your Facebook group. It could be um, selling a small course. It could just be sharing more information about your blog, but it's another place to grab them. So don't end on a, and this is the same on any page on your website, your contact page, signing up for a newsletter, don't end with the thanks for submitting, keep it going. Follow it up with the email sequence afterwards. I'm sure a lot of you will be doing that side of it, but it's the thank you page that, that people forget. And it's really, really important because they're a warm lead 
Um, I, th I think you'll find, I think from, you know, I think we've seen that a lot of people don't have websites and, and this, there's a lot of information here. And I, and I, my thoughts are, this is something that people might want to listen to again and go away and make a, a bit of a plan, like on a page of, you know, what happens when people get to my homepage? What's on the homepage? Where do they go next? Do I want to have a freebie? What journey do I take people on after that? And we've actually got next week on the podcast, we're speaking to Robin Kennedy, who um, do email marketing. So um, this is it's probably quite a nice follow up to this, you know, what do you do then when people are on your mailing list? Because we talk about social media a lot, but we don't own social media. We don't own the contacts there. The way yeah. to make sure we can stay in touch with the people who have raised their hand to say, yes, I'm interested in what you do is to continue that journey with them through email marketing and building a mailing list where you've got warm leads, like you mentioned, that you can stay in touch with because not everyone's going to be ready to buy there and then. They're going to like maybe do a bit of research, then something more important is going to come up and then they'll forget about it. Absolutely. So actually you've caught them there. You can start to build that relationship and get them ready. How yeah. can we like, what else do we need to know about making sure we our website actually serve, like that we get leads from our website? Because that's what this is about, isn't it? We really want people on the phone. Yeah, so your your lead magnet is absolutely a place to to get yourself the leads. So having this page, and then you have this page. Uh, talk about it in other places on your website. So on your homepage, have an advert for this lead magnet so they can download it. Um, you know, or your footer of your email. I mean, uh, on my own website, person footer of my email is a sign up for my newsletter. It's on every single page of my website. Then. You know, if you're writing a, a blog in there, talk about your lead magnet, have an advert for, for your lead magnet. When you're on social media, mention your, your lead magnet because it's it's a it's a good gem if someone's not ready to buy or not ready to use your services, it's a good place to get that email address and warm them up. I had a client last week who told me I'd been on her to-do list for 10 months and it was brilliant. You know, so 10 months ago, she was in a workshop of mine, but I can imagine in those 10 months, she's seen some emails from me. She's probably seen my social media. So it's kept me fresh and it's kept me on the to-do list, even though I kept getting pushed back down, but it kept me uh, visible for her. So, and that's what you want to do once you've got this email address. Another great place to get the, the leads, if anyone's not doing it, is, ah, I can just see the question, pop-ups. Uh, pop-ups on the website. So there's two things here. Absolutely, pop-ups are horrible. Um, if anyone uh, cooks, my worst websites in the world is a recipe. I just want to know how to make this meal. But yet I have to scroll through pages and pages of crap about why they came with this recipe. Really don't care. I just want the ingredients and the instructions. But to get there, you read a lot of boring story. And I closed about 10 pop-ups. And all recipe websites are the same. I have no idea why. Don't do that. Don't annoy people with all those pop-ups. It's frustrating. Um, and it will do you more harm than good. And what Google will measure is the time that someone spent on your website. So if someone's coming to your website and they leave straight away, it's telling Google it was rubbish. The page wasn't any good. So you want to keep them on that page. Um, you know, so when someone's on that page, getting them to more pages of your website. So for instance, a blog, get them to read another blog on another blog. Make sure website more engaging. Pop-ups will kill them. However, that being said, the reason why you've got mixed answers on good and bad pop-ups, sometimes they can work. So there is a pop-up called an exit pop-up. When someone 
goes to leave that website and presses the X in the top button, a pop-up comes up. Um, anyone have a look on my website, you'll see it as you go to leave, press the X, a pop-up will come. This is the last ditch attempt to get that email address, quite honestly. You're not going to annoy anyone because they're leaving anyway. You didn't interrupt that customer journey. You didn't annoy them as they were reading an article because they were leaving. So they could either continue and close or grab them quickly and have it as your lead magnet. That one last ditch attempt to say, you know, have this freebie and I get your, e your email address. And that's, I would say, um, a lot of people are, are missing this on their website, but it's also, uh, it's a great place to, to grab someone because if they came to your website, they were interested in you. So it's that, it's a free little place to, I would say, grab some email addresses. Gosh, you've just uh, reminded me to take down our bootcamp pop-up and put up an exit pop-up on our website. So, um, no, that's a really good tip. And I think this is there's just so much information here. And I let us know if you uh, have found this to be really helpful because I think lots of people are going to need to go back and listen to this again. It's been such an amazing session. You mentioned some... Um, some pages that you can share so we'll pop those after we finish this we'll take the links and we'll share them in the show notes for the show so everyone can go and watch them back yeah. um, how can people connect with you Lamara if they want to find out more about what you do and and how you work with people yeah the best place to connect with me um go on the website convert-more.com you can geek out on my blogs uh probably cover covers most of uh, what I've talked about today um yeah, I've got various templates that I can share that I will share with you. And the other place you can find me is on Instagram at convertmoreonline. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been absolutely incredible. Maybe even Joe will get a website now. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well thank you everyone who's joined us live um it's been great to see so many of you here um we will be back next week with a podcast with robin kennedy so if you want to build on all those email addresses you've been collecting that will be a good session to follow up with we're also here this evening talking to michelle lewis about color psychology i know a lot of you are going through rebranding at the moment and uh, i think it'll be such a great follow-up to today so we've got a, a couple of weeks about marketing which is always a good thing um thank you so much lamara thank you to Centre by Iris, our sponsor for the Bookkeepers podcast. We'll be back at eight o'clock in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. So we'll see you later for another podcast. Take care. Bye. And don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers podcast, the topical bookkeeping chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.